Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'd like to talk to you, Mr. Trudeau, about your carbon tax. Uh, Premier of Saskatchewan, talk to us. Why don't you pick up the phone and call? I mean, I've got some wonderful people here. Uh, you know them all. And they'd be more than happy to discuss the issue with you as well, on one-on-one or four-on-one, or whatever you want, whatever party you'd like to arrange. Talk about your carbon tax, Mr. Trudeau. It's really simple. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Or just pick up the phone. Have somebody do it for you. You know, I know it's difficult to dial all those numbers. 888-225-8255. Get you right through to us. 888-225-8255. Prime Minister of Canada is going to drill this carbon tax down our throats, the boy king. Um, anyway, I just want to read you a couple of quick tweets as they came in in order. All right? Uh, after the interview with Brad Wall, the premier of Saskatchewan, from uh, at Mojo 22, Premier Wall, great interview. Uh, JP, uh, what else? Uh, Premier Wall next. Then he writes, JP, very impressed by Premier Wall. Keep up the good fight and don't let Trudeau impose this really bad cap and trade on us. Um, Fairway Gale at Fairway Gale. Brad Wall, such a well spoken, intelligent man. Wish he was running our province. I suspect you're talking about Ontario, you really bad actress, you! And uh, so we got Gary here. Uh, he writes, Brad Wall, is, it is great to have Premier Brad Wall on your show today, Roy. Brad Wall has it right, and absolutely so. So at the Roy Green Show is the Twitter handle. I always thought handles were like for CB Radio. Does anybody remember what CB Radio is? 10-4, good buddy. Um, I'm padding for time because I can't get the stupid computer to work. There it is. It just needed a little moment of affection. Catherine Swift of WorkingCanadians.ca. Linda Leatherdale, independent business journalist at Linda Leatherdale. And Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and former seatmate to the Prime Minister of Canada, Mr. Justin Trudeau. Welcome back to Canada, Michelle. Can you pull some strings? Well, I'd like to say I could. How about Yankee? But I could not tell a lie (laughs) because I can't, you know, I'm losing the plot right on all of this. (laughs) I'm just asking. Okay. um, I'd um, like to uh, speak to um, the um, Prime Minister. um, Anyway, hiya, beauties. Hello, beast. Hello, sir, beast. Sir, beast. And and I will say, a great show. Oh, my goodness. And Brad Wall, I'm with you guys. He gets my vote. We need him Uh, as prime minister. Absolutely. Hey, happy birthday, Catherine. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday. Yes. Yes. She's old enough to leave it there, shall we? She's old enough to vote now. Yes, and we're not telling anything else. (laughs) 
So I'm going to ask you. Uh, I know. I know. I don't know if you all heard Brad Wall, but I know Catherine was listening to it. I what, what did he's an impressive guy, isn't he? Brad Wall. I've known Brad Wall for a long time. With uh, with my days with CFIB, we dealt with him. He is such a common sense, likable, decent. You know, it's the kind of person you want to be in politics. Basic, you know, commonsensical, not an ideologue. Uh, yes, he's probably a small C conservative if I, if I had to peg him anywhere, but not not ideological. Um, anyway, he, he, I can't say enough. I, I, I really, uh, it, it was really interesting, actually. I was at a big dinner years ago at a public policy forum dinner, and I had already run into Brad a bunch of times, so I knew how impressive he was, and yet likable, down to earth, you know, and all that jazz. And he spoke at this public policy forum, which is all the, you know, there's a ton of media there and all the different lobby groups and la, 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 la. And so many people there had not heard him before. And after his speech that night, they were all looking at each other going, whoa, (laughs) whoa, where did this guy come from, you know? And why isn't he prime minister? (laughs) So he's he's an impressive guy. It's not just my opinion. (laughs) What did you think of what he had to say about the carbon tax and Trudeau and Saskatchewan and what we should be doing now? I think it's pragmatism. I think it's pure pragmatism. We need a this, lot this more week than that. We saw Bill Morneau coming out. Bill Morneau, who has these illegal fundraisers that, you know, uh, so people can, you know, pay a bunch of bucks to hobnob with him, which is supposed to be verboten in the Trudeau government. Uh, Morneau said, oh, things could be way worse than we expect in the economy. We may be getting way worse deficits. So why impose a carbon tax? And this has been a big point of Brad Walls, right? Things are not great right now. If ever there was a time, which we can debate, to impose a carbon tax, now is totally not that time. And that's the point that was made to the Prime Minister and made by his finance minister. By the way, we, you can call us at 888 or 416-870-6400 and we'll... See if we can get some of your calls on the air for the beauties. Linda, did you hear um, the segment with Brad Wall? Absolutely. I, <laughs> it was amazing, Roy. And, uh, you know, I, as I just said, he gets my vote. I think something he made a really key, great point, and that is where is the economic feasibility studies for exactly. some of these stupid green and carbon tax initiatives? And, and I ask that because we know Kathleen Wynne, Bad actors. She's the worst actor of them all. Has no clue. And then, and you hit earlier on the show. You talked about it. Gerald Butts was her advisor and Dalton McGuinness. And now he's moved to Ottawa. Costs us a ton of money, and he's advising um, Trudeau. I don't think there's been any decent, no feasibility study on how it's going to economically affect us. Catherine hit the nail on the head. These are trying times. These are not safe economic times. And guess what? It's not going to save the environment. In fact, in B.C., he points out emissions are up. So give us a break. We can't afford our hydro bills anymore in Ontario. You talk to a small business yeah. person who had to close his or well, exactly. Back. There's a grocery store in Echo Lake, 5,000 square feet. Yeah. They've been there for 37 years. They upgraded all the refrigeration equipment so that it meets modern standards. And the owner was on this program earlier telling us that they had to close two-thirds of the store because he can't afford the hydro bill anymore. It's gone from 2000 to $5,000 a month. So his meat counter is gone, his bread counter is gone, and his vegetable counter, just a few items. He's essentially become a corner store because of the hydro rates. Michelle, what about, uh, what about Mr. Wall? What do you think of him? I, I really said. admire him, and I, I think he could do a great job. And I'm ashamed of the fact 
that I think our prime minister is trying to make more of a global splash than, you know, really address the pocketbook issues at home. Does That's his behavior... my assessment. Well, I does, think you're does his, right, just, Michelle. Catherine, let me ask I just want yeah. to ask Michelle this question. Does his behavior, based on your interaction with him when you were members of the Liberal caucus and sat side by side, does his behavior now surprise you at all? No, I think he's trying to emulate his dad. I, you know, I really do. That's my own personal opinion. But I, I really think he wants to be the, you know, the darling of the globe and not really address what we need addressed here in Canada. No, we're not a country anymore. We're a post-nation state. He's well, I, I think you're bang on, uh, because that, that is totally in sync with everything he's said, as you just alluded to, Roy. And they've, you know, he's spent billions of dollars overseas. And I don't, listen, I'm all in favor of foreign aid and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I see so many symbols. They're desperately wanting this U.N., uh, you know, the seat on the Security Council of the U.N. The U.N. is a horribly corrupt, inefficient, hugely costly bureaucracy that recently, by the way, one of their committees, I don't know if you saw this, but they passed a resolution uh, by, by um, I think it was UNCTAD, one of, one of their many, you know, arms, uh, that, ta- that basically took Israel and Christianity out of the Temple Mount, which has historically been the case for centuries, so that they could be excessively pro-Palestinian. I mean, this kind of, this is this is a, a, an institution that we are we are spending bazillions of dollars and compromising ourselves on policy issues because we want a security seat on this exactly body. Exactly. And don't forget, and I have to take a break, but don't forget, a few years ago. The United Nations Human Rights Council, I think that's what they're called, they appointed Libya as the chair of the Libya, Gaddafi, as the chair of the Human Rights Council. Well, they they have Iran on these things. They have Saudi Arabia, all these places that have practices that are abhorrent to the vast majority of Canadians, and we're supposed to be crying and spending bazillions of dollars so that we can have a seat? No, I think not. No. No. I'm so glad you'd ever have opinions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Too shy. I'm so glad you're so shy. We're going to come back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. And if you have a question or a point that you want to make, question you want to ask, point you want to make, 888-225-8255-416-870-6400 are the numbers to call. Maybe you have a view on uh, the Saskatchewan Premier's appearance on this program. I'd vote for Brad Wall in a heartbeat for Prime Minister of Canada, and I think I'd sleep a lot better at night than with the boy king. We'll come back after this. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. that I haven't talked about. I, I, I don't know how to talk about it. I, I, I don't know what to say. But I have to say something. Because it's, it's in the news, but I'm very, very uncomfortable. And frankly, I'm horrified at what, what Madonna has volunteered to do. If anyone votes for Hillary Clinton, oh my God, 
Anyway. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson are going to rescue me from that bog. Anyway. Madonna probably just needs some attention. That's what that's all about. That's awful, though, eh? Yep. It really is. And and the fa- here, here's what I want to get. Why is it reported on? It's everywhere. I've had emails. I've had tweets. You got to talk about that, Roy. You got to talk about it. why. Yeah. But <laughs> but I will I will raise it in passing. You know, it's like the bus that goes by and hits the the mud puddle, and you get blasted from head to toe, and then the bus is gone, and you forget about it, sort of. Oh, it's awful. I want to know, is, is, is this act that she promises to do, is it going to be televised? Are we going to be able oh, to God. see it? This, this puts Trump oh, in a Oh, my God. <laughs> makes him look lame. Oh, my gracious me. Well, this U.S. election is, is just descended into It's a gong into show. It's, oh, a it's a gong, gong show. It's unbelievable. It is. it is. Okay, we were going to talk about... The Trudeau administration for year one, but we we'll do that next weekend, okay? And we'll set, sure. we'll spend the whole segment on it okay. on the Trudeau administration. So let's the talk about card. So yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to start the show with a mother and daughter in the United States. The daughter's this is her first this is her first election. She's 19 years of age. She's a university student. She's got to sift through all of this stuff and decide who to vote for. I mean, even for political veterans, we've never seen anything like this. No. Never. No. I mean, it's if someone had said to any of us that this was going to happen, we would have said inconceivable. And yet it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So please explain it. I mean, what do you, I don't know what to say. Well, I, I think the, gosh, I know I've racked my brains reading all the coverage and watching debates and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the only the only thing that can explain Trump is the profound disgust with the political class, if you want to call it that, or, or whatever. Uh, because the fact that such an absolutely reprehensible candidate in every possible way has gotten this far. It's still, it's, I still have to pinch myself. Um, is it, it has to be a symptom of, of a significant portion of the population. He's not going to win the election. We all know that. It's a, you know what? It's the same movement as Brexit. It, it is. It, and they don't kind care of who's leading. Nose at the elitists. And they don't and care frankly, who's leading. Bring it back to our government in Ottawa. They don't care who's leading. They're it. very elitist. They, they've got this elitist agenda that they're. Pursuing often for their own personal political purposes, and 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 damn the torpedoes as far as the rest of us are concerned. So, you know, be careful, folks. This, I mean, I'd hate to say this, but I'd hate to see a Trumpian type of situation here. I don't think it would happen. I don't think Canada's that extreme, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 scary. It, it is scary. Anything uh, on the other is hand, possible. they're right to reject the status quo in politics. There is a certain amount of sense there. Isn't it sad, though, that Trump ended up being their standard bearer? That's the sad part. Well, you know what's interesting? Last weekend I had uh, um, uh, Karen on from Alberta. She's sent me emails since March about the campaign from the primaries on forward. And she stayed with Trump. She stayed with Trump. She's still with Trump. So I opened the phone lines only to women, only to women who would vote for Donald Trump. My phone lines, beauties. We're jammed yeah. in seconds. Interesting. So, why, uh, uh, Linda, how do you explain that? <laughs> well, seriously, I'm not, I'm seriously, not seriously as a woman, Roy, as but... a woman, as a woman, and a, and a political observer and a newspaper columnist on on financial matters, as you look, if you look at these two people, and if 
is the, who would you vote for? I, that's the only question I can ask. Well, I have to say I don't want to vote for either one, but I have to say I might swing more for sanity to Hillary. Um, but I don't, from a financial point of view, I don't think Trump is the businessman he trumps himself up to be. And I, I really feel, and I want to say one thing. This has put Canada on the map again. There was this social media campaign that went out to Americans saying how bad we feel for them. And then Jimmy Fallon picked up on it again and did a great spoof about how great Canada is. But then he said that our Canada goose almost brought down a plane. Anyway, at the end but of the understand. day, we, yeah. now, we now got some more attention because i got to say, our American cousins do not know Canada. And that, to me, is very upsetting. But understand, we have three minutes left here. I'm going to ask Michelle a question, but understand there is... A very, very determined, very, very determined uh, group of people, and it's millions and millions and millions of them who are going to vote Donald Trump. They may not tell you in conversation. They may. I don't know. But they will be voting Donald Trump. And, Michelle, I would not be surprised at all if on the night of November the 8th, Donald Trump makes a call to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and says, give me the keys. I, you know what, Roy? I have to disagree. I think he was closer when he said he's not going to concede. I think this is about building his empire, and he's setting the stage for the fact he knows he will not reach the finish line in time. And okay. I really now do you would be tre- you would be tremendously surprised then if it, if if on the board they say Donald Trump is the next president of the United States. It, it will no. You actually have to get the paddles out and resuscitate. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you there for sure. Although I have no time for Hillary at all. No, I, I understand. What are, what are the Republicans going? The thing is now now a lot of the newspaper the media coverage is. What do they do after the fact? Because he has imploded the Republican Party. Yeah. Imploded. You know, the two-party system, 50% of it just blew up in smoke. Exactly. So what the heck do they do to rebuild? I, I don't have an answer. It's just a, a very relevant question. That's a very good question. I have, a, I have a feeling that if he loses, he will be a footnote in history so fast it will make your head spin. And we'll be back to the... GOP Democrats going after each other, and Trump will be seen as an aberration. Yeah, well, that's very possible. Right? I think so. That's very possible. But as you said, millions and millions of people oh, yeah. out there are going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're not an insignificant number. I don't no. think they're going to carry the election, but they're not an insignificant number, and they're going to be they're going to be mad, yep. real mad. Yep. And beauties, and I have stay to stay mad. They're not going to go away. Beauties, I have to go because we have to go away now. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're always the best. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Talk to you next go. Saturday. We'll talk next week. We will indeed. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson. We're coming back after this.